Hi guys, I just want to jump in real quick, talk about my thoughts and feelings about the latest Center for Disease Control, a sweet Orwellian term, the CDC, uh, the the Center for Disease and Control. It's funny that we just have reduced that word down to CDC, CDC, CDC. If you... We're from somewhere like India. I love people from other countries or who live within the confines or boundaries or, or within the circumference of the United States, but maybe they are a Native American or maybe they just did barely went to school. Uh, Manny, Manny and Rose, if you're ever out there listening, uh, Manny is of what we would call an Apache. He's a Native American Apache man. If we want to just call him those things, I don't even know if he calls himself that stuff. Who knows? Uh, he's a man and he has a wife named Rose and they are absolutely wonderful people. And, uh, the reason why I mentioned Manny is that he's very humble for one thing. So when I try to find out, you know, his biography, he always just kind of laughs and, makes funny answers and stuff. Uh, So I just don't know much about him, but he's one of the wisest people I know. And the wisdom oftentimes comes in the form of an outsider looking in, like hearing and seeing words differently. Evelyn, if you're listening, Evelyn says so many awesome things because she's Puerto Rican and she says things with a twist because it's it's coming from outside the box, you know? Uh, what's one that she says that gets me a lot? It's, um, oh, jack of all traits. Like a trait, you know? Like a, um, you know, like a personal trait. Uh, she says jack of all traits. Now, maybe I'm hearing her wrong, but when she says it, I think she's saying jack of all traits, you know? Like, like that her personality has, has different facets. And it, it works. It's like the same thing, but it's a little bit different from how I have heard it my whole life. You know, I've heard it inside this box of someone who has trades, like uh, they can do plumbing and electrical and carpentry and they can paint and they can, you know, uh, do artwork and um, and give great speeches and they're athletic and they're, they're an they're a, you know, a, not only a sport hero, but a martial artist and they can play the violin and they can play the guitar and they are classically trained in ballet, like a jack of all trades, man, a jack of all trades. That's more like someone who can do plumbing and electrical. The Renaissance man is someone who can do all the other things. And then the jack of all traits. I think that's what Evelyn said, but she's Puerto Rican. She talks at a real high pit play at a high paced clip, which I love because I generally talk slow, but I consume fast. I eat slow, but I listen fast. If I'm listening to a YouTube video or something, I have to hear it at double, double times. Spotify. I need it. I need like the matrix to just plug it into my, my head and hear it fast. So if I'm ever talking slow, speed me up. And that's part of the beauty of Spotify and YouTube in these things. So the CDC is pretty hilarious. Even if you just sit there and say CDC, CDC, it's CD. It's definitely CD. Uh, do you see it? Do you see it for what it is? The center, it's centralization of power, which is the most deceptive thing that has ever happened to us is the centralization of power. 
<laughs> giving authority dominion over over us, over you. Nobody should have dominion over you ever. Uh, that immediately creates conflict, war. Uh, does just it, it, it's it's just the sort. It's the it's the root of the of hell's deception is to centralize power so that hell can have dominion over you. So the CDC, the center, so it's centralization of power, disease, uh, that's neurotic. Control, that's abusive. No one should have control over you. So the, the whole thing about the CDC, I mean, I'd be curious your thoughts. How are you seeing the CDC? Oh, do you see the CDC? It's CD, that's for sure. Uh, it's a joke. It is a... Uh, it's just a tool of power and control and deception used by uh, notoriously, nefariously, uh, historically repeat criminal offenders over and over and over. Liars, deceivers, and, and they're making synthesized, uh, they're making these like grotesque synthesized things in laboratories like um, something out of a nightmare. All, all under the cloak of marketing fear. And that's the easiest one. Sex, sex and fear, pleasure and pain. The shortest line between those two points is conflict. And no wonder. I mean, so the CDC is the centralization of that. And then there's other entities that sycophantically lick the bunghole of the CDC, such as the company REI, Recreational Equipment Incorporated. They... They are filching and licking the bunghole of the CDCDC. And then that's just an example of a company. And it's a, it's a co-op. It's, it's like member-owned co-op that's just gouging the bunghole, just sycophantically ass-kissing the CDC. So REI, run by board members and blah, blah, blah. Uh, REI is... They are a CDC stepchild, just following all the advisories from the nefariously, notoriously corrupt CDC, which then has its, uh, its, it's kind of like, imagine the CDC gets on a dating app and it matches with uh, the WHO, the WHO. And all of these are the same centralization of power. And the reason there's the CDC and there's the WHO is to then have plausible de deniability so that that nobody can ever be blamed for the crimes against humanity and so that so that here's here's another thing that inspired today's podcast that nobody can be blamed for the crimes against humanity but when you take like a specific microscope like a social scientist and let's just look at history these are facts uh, Stalin met with Pavlov and asked Pavlov, do you think you can engineer a society that doesn't have empathy? And Stalin was like, sure, fund that, give me a bunch of other scientists. So they built, the communists built a huge town that exists over there in Russia somewhere. Uh, it's called Pavlovia. It's named after Pavlov. And Long story short, Pavlov was doing a bunch of test, creepy testing on dogs. Uh, sound like Dr. Fauci a little bit there with, with his uh, having insects eat the heads off of, of beagles that are alive and then ripping the, 
uh, preemptively ripping the voice boxes out of those beagles so that no one could hear their suffering as their heads got eaten by by bugs. I mean, we're talking about like the highest level psychopath in the most deceptive centralized power selling and marketing fear because everybody knows it's the most it's the most foundational fact is the whole pleasure and pain we seek pleasure we avoid pain and every single uh decision we make in life is those two things sometimes it's depression it's just having no feelings you know depression is no feeling anxiety is too much feeling and so even depression and anxiety are rooted in in the avoidance of pleasure and pain and then all of the addictions are rooted in the avoidance of pain and pleasure seeking all of the compulsive behaviors which is what all addictions are are rooted in pleasure and pain and so these psychopaths stalin asks pavlov do you think you can uh make a people no longer have empathy and some of the quick quick uh lessons in the experimentations at pavlovia pavlovia was all of a sudden a a town that became a city where it was a bunch of scientists and then their wives living in big uh you know big buildings in pavlovia where during the day the scientists were uh now they're no longer experimenting on dogs uh stalin gave them people and so stalin took the dog experiments started working on people and it's interesting that here in the united states when we talk about like thinking outside the box uh pavlovia pavlov the only thing anyone when you say what do you know about pavlov you're lucky if someone can even remember ring the bell ring the bell salivate most people aren't going to remember the salivation that happens after ringing the bell called conditioning so the the short thing that we're taught in the united states the sort of the sort of way we're given these sort of little funny um we're kind of given a toy we're not given the truth we're given a toy so we're given a toy you can picture it like a cartoon uh give a dog a bowl of food but before you give the dog a bowl of food ring a bell ding ding and then put the food down and then do that five or six times with dogs sometimes once or twice next time they hear the bell they come a running and do that over and over and eventually you can remove the food and never give them food, ring the bell, and you will have conditioned uh, a biological uh, reaction, like a, a biological chain reaction that the dog has no control over. It'll just salivate. Ring the bell, it'll salivate. That's all we're taught about Pavlov, and we're lucky if we say to someone, what do you know about Pavlov? We're lucky if they can remember a bell and a dog. Most people won't even know that that they won't even have like a bell and a dog and i don't know that that's just how it is here in in the united states uh fast forward to the reality of a bigger picture a deep dive where we're not just scratching the tip of the iceberg <clears throat> underneath 
uh, the layers of, of deception and forgetfulness and, and pathetic school systems and stuff, the reality was that Pavlov, with a humongous team of trust the science, with a humongous team of trust the sciences, they were torturing humans. And uh, some of the results of that torture were things like, if you give them opposite messaging... It rather quickly, similar to with the dog and the bell and the saliva, opposite messaging, it demoralizes people. It demoralizes them. It, it kind of takes the wind out of their sails. It, 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 in extreme cases, it can even flip personalities. You know, it can make a, it could make a Trumpster a Biden, a Biden lover. It could make a Biden lover a Trumpster. It could just flip personalities it could make someone who's normally lethargic have energy. It could make someone who's normally anxious, depressed. Someone who's depressed, anxious. It can the 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 flip flopping of messaging can just flip flop people. It's kind of like jujitsu on people. That's one thing to just think about. And partly why I bring that up is this this reversal two and a half years in of the CDC just flipping the message absolutely backwards from what it was two and a half years ago. There's lots of reasons, you know, why that would happen. And right now, you know, those are all theories. They're all like running time. It's just a fact. It's just happening. You know, the, the reality is it's just because the CDC is the centralization of control and disease. So that flipping the message around is, is a form of control and it's to it's to control us with fear, but to basically be flipping the dial from pleasure to pain. So that's a more pleasurable version of reality. And then they can they can kind of flip it over to this more pleasurable thing and then flip it over to the painful thing. So it's 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 sort of like when someone has your arm behind your back, you know. I don't know if you've ever had someone twist your arm and put it behind your back. My older brother used to do that to me all the freaking time. It's really freaking humiliating when you don't know how to get out of it and when you're smaller and weaker. So it's sort of like this, the, the big bully putting your arm behind your back and cranking on your shoulder joint and your wrist joint and your elbow joint. And it's a horrible feeling. It makes the nerves in your neck and everything. It just is a terrible feeling. It's not a natural bend for the shoulder to do that. And it's a... It's a technique police use and bullies use. So it's, it's imagine a lever that's shaped like an arm like that. And so the CDC had the arm pressed a little hard, <laughs> pretty hard up and behind our back. And then they, they ease up on it a little bit. So it's just, it now seems slightly more pleasurable than what was more painful. That's all it is. But then then they're tweaking a lever somewhere else, you know, and, and just pleasure and pain. It's, 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 it's a, it's a centralization of power, manipulating and controlling, uh, a biological reaction to just salivate. Uh, it's, it's, it's affecting us on a, um, like a very deep level for me. I know it makes me really depressed. And that depression feels like lethargy. It feels like I'm in a cloud, in a fog. It's really demoralizing. It, um, it's really demoralizing to look at a company like Recreational Equipment Incorporated 
and see their emails to their employees. I never worked for them, but I almost did out of just safety net desperation, needing money. And I was like, oh, REI seems like not a bad place to be inside if you have to just go get a slave job. And I, so I did a bunch of interviews over the phone and I got hired and it was going to be $16 an hour where just to show up, you know, I was like, I'll go do $16 an hour in a town I've never been and try to like boondock in my bus and save some money and just work there for half a year or three months or something. I wasn't seeing it as like a, a career path. I was seeing it as a band-aid to just put some gas in the tank and food on the plate and not not be a total uh, slave and not just be uh, working for a horrible corporation. But then I learned REI is a horrible corporation and they they follow CDC guidelines, which is just that's just the deception of letting someone else have authority and dominion over you, which is, that's, that's the root of war. That's the root of conflict. That's the root of anxiety, depression, all the things, just the centralization of power. People sometimes will ask, are you right or left? It's a terrible question. Are you for the centralization of power or are you against it? Are you for the strength and health of each individual or do you think an authoritative, centralized power source should tell you how to live and what you can eat and where you where you can work and how you like? So you know, REI makes all of their employees wear masks. You know, it's just one of those things where it's like, wow. Uh, the very first thing after you're hired, the very first question in their computer system is like, you know. Are you vaccinated? Yes or no? How many vaccines? Uh, you know, it's like, that's the very first question. Talk about uh, crossing a boundary. Um, and that's the centralization of power is just twist the arm behind everybody's back. And so the CDC also, interestingly, simultaneously, sometimes I wonder, is this, do I have a friend in some high place in the CDC who's listening to my podcast? Because it's hilarious to put out a podcast and then a week later, you know, I was really critiquing like all of these head med drugs and I've critiqued them a lot, all the benzos and Prozacs and all these things. Uh, I was taking a deep dive on those for a few podcasts and then soon after the deep dive on those podcasts, just ridiculing and critiquing all of the ridiculous trust the science and lies and deceptions that and corruption all around Prozac and benzos and and beta blockers and all the all the anti-depression and anxiety uh medicines and just to pause there for a second i'm going to talk about the cdc's reversal on that too which is interesting but like my brother was he, he's working for a guy down there in uh he works on like a, uh, let's see, I actually, okay, how am I going to word this without uh, gossiping or without uh, harming someone with my words through gossip or uh, maybe sharing information I sh shouldn't share? I'm going to rewind a little bit. Um, yesterday, it was bothering me for a fair amount of the day, when I hear that someone is on benzos and I didn't realize how many people are on benzos and I'm sitting here like a newborn infant sucking my thumb, totally innocent to the reality of benzos and that there, there, there's so many people on them. And I did a podcast on this, 
half a year ago or, or two thirds of a year ago. And a few people reached out to me and said, Oh, you know, I listened to your podcast. I'm on Benzos. You inspired me to, to quit, which that terrifies me and frightens me a bit because I used to work in a, in a treatment center where people were recovering from drug addiction and PTSD and stuff like that. So I've, I've studied a fair amount of, you know, how things like benzos, uh, affect the brain and physiology. And it's sort of like Pavlov. It's like, it sort of conditions the body. Long story short, a lot of these things mess with things like dopamine and serotonin and all that kind of stuff. What happens when you tweak the body by giving it a synthesized chemical and you give it to it on a regular basis? It's similar to Pavlov with the um, food and the bell. That you give them this drug and their body either is like, holy shit, we don't need to produce serotonin anymore. Or, holy shit, we better produce more dopamine uh, because something's going on. So that some of these pharmaceuticals block, they will block the dopamine receptors. And there's this momentary uh, euphoria that the... Uh, patient, the client will feel when the doctor first gives them a drug that's blocking dopamine receptors or serotonin uptake. You know, something's blocking it. So the body's like, oh shit, we better produce more of that thing. So then for maybe three months, that patient just feels great. All of their symptoms of anxiety and depression are gone. They feel great. Uh, but What's happening biologically is that the body's now going to start making more dopamine receptors also, but those receptors are being blocked, but the body's going to be making more of them and they're being blocked and the body's going to be making more of them and they're being blocked. So the body behind the scenes, sort of like a little rebel rebel force living in the caves is like having babies and making babies and getting bigger and stronger and long story short through all sorts of other side effects and stuff from what the benzos do to the personality of that person and um you know it, it's 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 like a brief little window of time where that person feels good, but then they're starting to feel horrible again. And so now the doctor's either going to give them more benzos, so they give them more, dial it up a little bit more, and and now the rebel army's even getting more powerful. The good, the good, you know, the natural nature happening, right? Just nature is happening. So to uh, try to sum this up real quick, when that patient tries to get off of that medicine, it's funny to even call it a medicine. When they try to get off of that toxin, uh, there's now a shit ton of dopamine receptors. Like just a whole shit ton of dopamine receptors. So now the body can't meet the order, you know? It's like, it's like now there's not enough, there's not enough possible storehouse in the human body things were tweaked but now the biology was tweaked and now that person's pretty screwed it almost well it literally creates a brain damage or a whole damage to their whole system so if they try to t get off the benzos it's very problematic with all sorts of 
other symptoms that occur, you know, like on the chemical body system, you know, your, your heart rate is running because of like a, 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 a marriage between your breathing, your chemical body, your nervous system, your electrical body, all that stuff. So, so if you tweak something really heavy, now it's going to tweak the heart rate and tweak the breathing and that's going to cause cold sweats and it's going to cause pain and not just like mental fear, but it's going to cause physiological reactions to happen the way that dog is now salivating just when the bell rings. (laughs) And so uh, the CDC has been trying to hide and bury the truth regarding the reality of all these head meds that have been heavily advertised and marketed not just through commercials on television but the the drug companies send out sexy models they literally do this they send out sexy models and red dresses and stuff as direct marketing where they literally go to the doctor's office and flirt their asses off with the doctor and take him out to an expensive dinner and flirt with him and in all of that flirtation get the doctor to sign on the bottom line and and make a deal with the devil to push push the product and they get heavily rewarded for it so they directly market to these doctors through flirtation expensive dinners bribes of money and then those doctors are a little bit probably ignorant to the other direct marketing that's happening. So then those, those, it's not the sexy women in dresses, it's intelligent, kind-looking men and women who go to the grade schools and elementary schools and high schools and colleges and meet with the administrators and the principals and the teachers. And they, they have these meetings where they're like, are you, do you guys have a lot of students that are showing you know, behaviors that look like X, Y, and Z. Well, these are a sign of a deeper thing and you might have some kid that actually needs intervention and it would be terrible if you were neglecting that child. Uh, so you, you might want to notify the parents and, and um, you know, get an appointment scheduled and here's some doctors in the area we recommend. And then from there, they've already been directly marketing and advertising through television and radio to the parents. And so... Uh, Billy goes in either for his regular checkup or Billy goes to the doctor because the principal called in the parents. And uh, so there's entire regions in the United States where you just look at how many kids have been prescribed things like Adderall, which is meth. It's crystal meth. Let's just be honest about it. It's crystal meth. It's like one molecule difference. So they don't have to call it crystal meth. They can call it Adderall, but it's crystal meth. So it's legalized crystal meth. So you give all these kids a little dose of crystal meth. And there was a study that came out of Kansas, I think, that showed in like 1997 or something like that, uh, something like 79% of the children or 76, it was in the high 70s. It was like 75, 76, 79, 79, 78, some massive percentage of grade schoolers in Kansas the whole state of Kansas, were all taking Adderall. (laughs) Uh, And that's just through that, that, uh, it's through a war. It's like a, um, it's like a D-Day. It's an invasion. So 
partly why the numbers were so high in Kansas was that the pharmaceutical companies, the drug lords, they just picked an area and they heavily targeted an area. Uh, and a number of parents and teachers were susceptible to that marketing and advertising. And then that's partly why I talk about how women are more susceptible to marketing and advertising. Uh, when I talk to many men that are grown men now who know they were damaged by the drugs they were put on when they were children, the commonality in their story is that their mom their mom wanted them to do it or their mom made them do it. Their mom was convinced and the mom convinced the child. <laughs> their mom, their mom was the target of the, it's the pleasure and pain. Is little Billy a pain in your ass? Yes. Want life to be more pleasurable? Yes. Give Billy this. Okay, that sounds great. I like pleasure. Meanwhile, now inside Billy's head, you know, there's like a, inside the caves, the, you know, the, um, Confederates or the Taliban or the, the American colonialists or whatever small band of, of like people being blocked and controlled, like the dopamine receptors start making more receptors. And that's, that's automatically creating a physiological shift in just like the saliva of the dog, you, you're now affecting Billy's uh, physical body forever. And it, that's going to affect how his chemicals run forever, how his thoughts run, how his heart rate, uh, how his mood is forever. And it's kind of like one of the things that really frustrates me in our modern time is that we forget the basics, you know, and one of the basics is just the wave pattern pattern of for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Just look at water, watch how water hits a rock or, or step into water, you know, just every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So ultimately everything the CDC is saying is creating all sorts of, uh, disease so it is the center of disease control it is the center and then the organizations that kiss the ass of the cdc another one is called npr another beautiful three-letter uh very communist it's very orwellian uh what does it even stand for npr it's not nancy pelosi radio it's not um national propaganda radio it's not um national pretentious radio it's definitely the most pretentious thing. It is the sound of pretentiousness. National uh, Public Radio. Oh, it's public. Brought to you by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and the Rockefeller Foundation. That's that's who it's. That's who it is. It's the Bill and Melinda, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and the Rockefeller Foundation. Have you ever listened to PBS or NPR? That's what it is. It's just the Bill and Melinda. So, Bill and Bill and Melinda, Bill Gates. Is the largest landowner in the U.S. He owns the WHO. He has he has literally private meetings since the 1990s with private meetings with Anthony Anthony Fauci since the 1990s. And he was, uh, you know, let's let's not ignore the relationship he had with Jeffrey Epstein and how much that freaked his wife out. 
And let's just not bury that under history because that's, that's the real thing is, you know, he's a sex criminal, guaranteed. And the timing of all of the psyops and scamdemic and all of that stuff, it's because the, the, uh, the evidence was in, you know, the evidence was in. Jeffrey Epstein was caught and uh, Bill, Bill was in a panic. And then the scamdemic really kicked off. And this is a fact I'm about to say. Bill Gates has, it's, it's a fact. And he probably has more than this. But the conservative number of people on his dole are 300,000 employees. He has 300,000 employees. He has 300,000 employees. And these are doctors politicians, you know, CEOs of NGOs, non-government organizations. So he, he's got 300,000 employees on his strings, his puppets. He's a puppet master of 300,000 people. Are you a puppet master of anybody? You know, do you have people who do what you say? I don't. So the CDC recently reversed their, uh, I do podcasts on this recently, just, just the ridiculousness of how even the term mental health, the term mental health was coined by the WHO in 1948. And that term was used to kick off a campaign of a federal pork barreling scheme. A federal pork barreling scheme is when your tax dollars are massively stolen and funneled into something criminal and corrupt that that sounds good on paper uh mental health that there was a bill signed by uh who was the president in 1948 truman was it truman was it um shoot 1948 uh was it truman i think it was truman signs a bill uh was it truman i can't remember 1948 President in 1948, whoever that puppet was, signs this mental health bill and the WHO. When I say the WHO coins the term, it really just gets pushed like a marketing and advertising campaign starting in 1948. So we're still hearing like influencers on TikTok talk about mental health. Mental health awareness month. Oh, mental health. This No one gives a fuck, gives a shit about your mental health. Nobody does. Nobody does. Read the book by Terrence Real. Uh, there's a book by Terrence Real where he dives into like, if you even if you're a man and you try to tell someone you're depressed, good luck. Like that's the last thing anyone wants to hear. Nobody wants to hear it. Uh, the book is called "I Don't Want to Talk About It." He he basically just shows how women don't want to hear it, men don't want to hear about it. If you're depressed. If you talk about it, it only pushes people farther away. If you're a man, it's not the same with women, but it pushes women away and it pushes men away. Men were expected to be superheroes and they've got our arms behind our backs. So it's depressing because guess what? We are half God. We're, we're, we are the story of Narcissus. I'm writing the book on narcissism called The Other N-Word. We are that story. Narcissus was half God, half mortal, just like us. We're, we're an extension of God. We, are, we, you know, God's spirit is eternal and infinite and we're created in his image. We are an extension of God. We are half God. 
We're mortal, just like Jesus came to earth to die and experience mortality so God could experience what we're going through, have a reminder for it. We're half God, but that half God part of us doesn't get to express itself. It has to be wearing a mask. It has to be taking injections. It has to adhere to all of the guidelines by centralization of power. The reality is that each one of us is at least half God, man and woman. We're all at least half God. When I say half God, we could leave the half out and just say we're God, but we're an extension of God. We're part of the multiplicity of what is actually a oneness. So the real centralization of, of power is that God. But within that, within the multiplicity, all of us are equals. And nobody should have dominion and authority over you. So any CDC official who has the status of expert, that immediately creates the conflict. That's the shortest line between those two points causing conflict. The expert. It's the status of the expert. They're an authority. The, the status of expert and authority is what creates the conflict. That's what creates the war. That's the deception. That's hell. And that's the CDC and that's the WHO and the people that can't see it. I don't know how they can't see it because there's something, there's something tweaked in them. And I don't know if it got tweaked when they were children. I don't know if it's that they're, they've cucked out into such a beta male where they're the neurosis of their fearful wife has their arm behind their back and that she's, she's their authority. So then there's got to be a weird cucked out beta male thing going, going in their family. And then all the kids are in masks and all the kids are getting vaxxed because of the, from the deception of the fear mongering hellish entity called the CDC, which is very seedy and it's, it's historically the most corrupt thing ever. And a lot of suckers naively go through college. Why? To become scientists and engineers to do what? To study diseases and blah, blah, blah. Why? So they can have money. It's not really about the science. It's so they can have money to become a science and engineer. It's so they can have the status. There's very, very few actual scientists and engineers out there. Very few. They're very rare. All the other ones, if you really ask them about it, it was the money. It was the status. And, and hopefully they're humble enough to admit it. But when they were seeking the money and the status, they were just running on a Pavlovian conditioning that didn't actually have empathy because the empathy was uh, control. It was, it was modified out of us. We have mimicry now, so people can mimic. They can go become a scientist or an engineer and mimic that. And they can go mimic having their, their two-car garage and mimic having, you know, they can mimic. This is the thing that's hilarious on Instagram is like, you know, Trump's house was recently related and it's like everybody just mimics everybody. Everybody's like freaking out about it. And yes, it's very concerning. Yes, the FBI is corrupt. Yes, that's more of the centralization of power. Yes, that's coming from Bill Gates. Yes, the FBI is the strong arm of people like Bill Gates. Yes, Bill Gates is worried that there's something in the safe over at Donald Trump's house, maybe an Epstein video. Yes, people are worried about those kind of things. 
Donald Trump was a very well-connected man. And he had some safes and mansions. And, and yes, you know, there's probably some shit in there that both of them are embarrassed about. But there's a chess match going on where it's like, yeah, Billy boy. But there's a lot more you should be embarrassed about. That would just put a halt to the entire entire system. But the reason why none of this ever honestly gets exposed is because of gray mail. Because too many people are involved. Too many hands are in the pot. And if one starts talking, everybody else gets in trouble. So that the one who might talk, they don't let them talk. That's why politicians can't get out of the game. That's why Joe Biden is the most extorted politician in the history of extortion. That's why he's the least free person in the history of freedom. That's why he hates freedom. Because he's the most extorted. He can't get out. The dirt they have on him is is so much dirt that he can't get out. That if he gets out, if he's going to talk about it, they're going to get rid of him. If the information gets out on him, then it connects everyone else to him. So nobody talks. It's the same with the Iran-Contra affair with Oliver North and Ronald Reagan. Too many people are in on it so that nobody talks. That's what gray mail is. It's why these things persist. And that's the deception of hell. That's why they have to deceive us constantly. But... Faith is the feeling when you know something's true. We know the truth. You know, the ones of us that aren't, uh, there, some of us have our arm behind our back and we know it. We're ball, our balls are in a vice. And we're not the ones, uh, so f- we're not the most fickle seeking the pleasure and pain. Yes, we're all like a Pavlovian dog, sal- salivating and wanting the food bowl and wanting the security and safety. But a lot of us, want something deeper, bigger. We want to bring the kingdom of God to earth. That's what God wants. God wants heaven on earth. God wants heaven on earth. And that's why there's an earthquake of sorts happening. Because truth is coming to earth. That's the that's the that's what revelation is all about. Is that earthquakes happen when truth comes to earth. The truth is here. The truth is in the soil and food We know that we have to get rid of these big centralizations of power that are the big corporate conglomerates that are are the big ag. I mean, how much of your money is stolen through a federal pork barreling scheme given to big soy, big, big rice, you know, where you can't grow any food because your homeowners association doesn't even allow you to grow a freaking tomato on your porch, you know? And you can't put up a greenhouse because your homeowners association says you need a permit for it. And the, the, you're never going to get the permit for it because the rules and regulations are to prevent things from being effortless. Because the earth just does things effortlessly. The river flows, the rain falls, the food grows. It's effortless. And that's the grand deception to keep us in a place of struggle because the effortlessness is just in the soil, food, and water. But Bill Gates owning all the farmland means everybody I know doesn't have a piece of their little beautiful acre farm. Just give me even a third of an acre. Give me a half an acre. Give. This is where the happiness is rooted. It's in the smell of the dirt. It's in the mitochondria, the fungus of the dirt. That's where the health of the food is. And then all of that appears structurally inside the fruit. The fruit's essentially absorbing all that 
fungus and mitochondria and it's 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 making a gem out of all that life in the dirt and it happens effortlessly effortlessly and then the tree gets bigger and bigger and produces shade which produces more moisture which produces more easy effortlessness and and this is proven again and again and again everywhere on earth that's the garden of eden a garden with a wall around it but bill gates doesn't have a garden with a wall around it he's a, a neo-feudalist we have to get we have to just eradicate the experts from our minds the authorities see them as the conflict they're just the ones seeking status which is about money it's not about science and the reality is the terra firma right in front of us the earth the soil the dirt so the cdc reversed their whole thing recently on saying that the brain doesn't have some deficiency that's not the cause of depression so they admitted that what I'm here to tell you is that don't focus on the depression and the anxiety. Focus on getting, picking up that soil and it's yours and it's your family's and it's your neighbor's and it's your friend's. Thomas Jefferson, he had a utopian vision where everybody in America had one acre of land. And if everybody had one acre of land, that was enough to have like one cow. And one cow was enough to have milk and cheese for your whole family. And that one cow on one acre wouldn't decimate the... Uh, the food on that acre that that one acre was enough to s sustain one family and if if one family had more than the neighbor then it was enough to reach out to the neighbor and then that neighbor could give back to that family in another way and that 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 one acre and we can do that there's so much acreage that's being uh, greedily kept from us and this is my one critique about the the arctic ice wall where people are like in the flat earth community whether it's a freaking flat earth or a round earth quit focusing on the fucking arctic ice wall focus on why do you not have a piece of land in the town city or state you're in that's an acre where you're cultivating fruit trees and food and have a cow, where you're able to give your neighbor milk and you're growing strawberries, or if you're living tropically, you're growing your own coffee and your own sugar cane, and you're able to share fresh grown coffee with your neighbor. Why, aren't, why isn't that the reality? Why, why aren't you just focusing on that reality of what's here accessible right in your own freaking neighborhood instead of this delusion of an ice wall you're never going to get to. And even if, even if that's the reality, it would still be bought up and controlled by this centralization of power. Where is that? Just go find a little piece of quarter acre, like buy dirt and don't spray fucking glyphosate on it. Give it some water. Get that mitochondria, all that little fungus growing in the soil. Learn a process called Korean natural farming. Korean natural farming. Or indigenous microorganism farming. IMO, indigenous microorganism farming. How to get the mitochondria to build up real strong and healthy in your soil. One quick way I'll teach you that you can do it, but please hear me out on this and, and contact me or research it. You get like a, a dried out gourd or a ceramic bowl, a ceramic bowl that doesn't have glaze on it. It has to have that microporousness, the way dentin in your teeth do. It has to have microporousness. Get a bowl, a gourd or a ceramic bowl. 
cook rice, cook a cup of rice, make that rice so it's not too wet or too firm. Either make it perfect or make it slightly al dente, like a little bit firm. If you're going to make it perfect, err on the side of it being just less than too overcooked. Take that cup, put it inside, let's say a a little plastic container inside that ceramic bowl. So, and it doesn't have a lid on it. Let's just say it's an old yogurt container, an old cottage cheese container or something. Just put that cup of rice in there, plop it in. Consider this is a sterile environment. Everything's sterile. Now, take some, like an old t-shirt. Just take a white t-shirt, cloth, rubber band that around the ceramic bowl. And then... Go find some dried, dead bamboo. Bamboo's the best. You can use other things, but just go find some dried, dead bamboo. If you don't have bamboo, just just find some dried, dead leaves and turn some branches and sticks over and try to find some of that white mycelium. That mycelium. I kept calling it mitochondria. That white mycelium. It looks like a a little spiderwebby fungus like a little brain tissue. It's very similar to fascia. It's like a white spider, spider webby fungus, mycelium. Turn over some leaves, some twigs, find some of that. If you don't have bamboo, just take those dried leaves, twigs, put them in a cardboard box, put them in the bottom, like an inch of it in the bottom, and now set that bowl on top of that mixture of Either just bamboo. The reason I say bamboo is bamboo, dried bamboo will have the microorganisms in it, but the bamboo will also prevent mold. What we want is mycelium to grow and not mold. So now that's in a cardboard box, close the lid of the box, stick it in a nice area where it's cool temperatures. It's not too cold. It's not too hot. Definitely not hot. We want this process to happen slowly, somewhere cool, like in the back of a closet or underneath your house. Depending on the coolness, if it's like normal cool, like let's just say it's like, you know, 64 degrees cool, 62, below 68, it'll happen pretty fast. If it's 56 in winter or if it's 45, it's going to happen slower. Let's just say it's 60 degrees within a week and a half, two weeks, three weeks, depending on the warmth. If it's warmer, it's faster. If it's cooler, it's slower. What's going to happen is through that t-shirt, you're not letting flies and bugs in, but what what it's allowing in through the air, through that t-shirt is microscopic mycelium, which then feeds on the rice. And that mycelium over the course of three weeks will be like a, a white afro that is grown on the top of that rice. It'll look like a white afro. It's like a sponge. And the whiter and spongier it is, the healthier. Sometimes there will be a little bit of other mold, a little black green or whatever. If there's a little mold, don't worry about it. Just pick that little bit of mold off, throw it out. Take that white mycelium sponge, separate it from that rice, put it in a uh, sterile pot or jar and add honey. Add like a cup of honey to that mycelium and then add... I like doing distilled water or filtered water, just not tap water because of the chlorine. Filtered water, add a gallon of water to that honey mycelium mix. 
What I like to do before adding that gallon water is stir that mycelium into the honey. Stir it, stir it, stir it, stir it, stir it. I like to let it sit for maybe, you know, half a day. Uh, it doesn't really matter. I just like to let it sit a little bit. Stir it so it kind of, kind of, it can kind of adjust, and then pour that honey mycelium into a gallon of water. Now, you can inoculate. You can now thin out that water over time, or you can spray it direct. You can spray that on the plants. You could go uh, water part of your garden with that. And what you're doing is you're sending that mycelium down deep into the earth. You're, you, the, the honey and the mycelium will feed on each other. Um, so I just put that gallon of water like in a cool area under my sink, and I just let it sit there before I go use it, before I water it. It'll, it'll ferment uh, but what you're fermenting, you're making a strong mycelium. And then that strong mycelium, you go water the earth with it in your garden. Some of your plants won't like it. Kale doesn't usually like it. Fruit trees love it. So if your fruit trees are struggling and you live in an area where the soil is real caliche, like clay, it'll make your fruit trees become epically abundant effortlessly and epically abundant and unbelievable that might take a year and a half two years three years for that mycelium where you water it down into the soil like that what i would do if you had a fruit tree i would dig i would dig like a hole next to the fruit tree and i'd get a bunch of soft dirt and and mulch and other things like not close to the tree but next to it and i would water that mycelium water into all that all that goodness and then i'd bury that and i would just keep watering that area sending that mycelium the deeper that mycelium goes the more that mycelium reaches deep into the earth and it breaks down all of the minerals and then a symbiotic relationship happens with the roots of the tree the roots of the tree become symbiotic with the mycelium. They look like one. So the mycelium looks like roots of tree, but it's, it's, it's more spongy and alive and more intelligent. And that mycelium bonds with the root of the tree, but the mycelium can go deeper and farther than the roots. So in dry, arid climates, deserts, that mycelium will be going deep, 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 deep. It'll be accessing more of the moisture and be able to break down the minerals and then and then the tree can much more easily absorb everything which then much more easily becomes the fruit which then you get bigger fresher juicier but also healthier because all of that mycelium is is it's like um it's like a wizard you know it's it's just doing wizardly things magic to make everything better um, and then that's what decades and decades of chemical agriculture and glyphosates and all these things, they, they've killed the mycelium and the mycelium is where all the nutrients is. And so the short line between two points to understand is that there's no separation. When you bite into that fruit off the tree, what you're eating is that mycelium that's deep down in the ground. It's just converted itself into the sugars and fruits and nutrients and vitamins, all the things the scientists want to label. Most of us are starving. That's why we're anxious and depressed. Most of us are just starving. 
So when you eat something that's densely packed with all the things that the body actually wants, you're no longer a salivating Pavlovian dog salivating because a bell rang because you gave, you gave yourself a little toy for a second. You're actually getting substance from that mycelium. And now you're not separate from that tree. And now you're not separate from that earth. And you're the, 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 the healing, the health, the, there's no depression or anxiety in that. It just, it just doesn't exist. So the CDC, like admitting that it's not some lack of the brain, what the CDC can't tell you is the truth. You know, they're never going to tell you the truth. They're, they're just slightly bending the arm a little less behind your back. And they're protecting their, themselves for lawsuits and all that kind of stuff. Because the, the truth is returned to the earth. The truth is here. And that's, that's the death screams of all of these big uh, Orwellian organizations. The FBI, NPR, WHO, REI. They're all ridiculously... Um, uh, floundering because the truth is here. REI poses itself as like the sustainable, friendly, like like sustainable. Every if you look at all their stuff, it's all about sustainability. They are probably the most woke woke company on planet Earth right now, and it's all lies. It's all lies. They're no different than Walmart and Target. They're just they're just the woke version of those places, selling you stuff for more. And making all their employees wear masks, and they're only hiring masked and vaccinated people. So they're they're accelerating a a, a thing where they're 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 accelerating the deception, the abuse to where when you go in there, it's similar to the Forest Service and similar to the police. Certain entities are only hiring certain people, and then it becomes this um, you know nightmare it's hard to explain but it's like you're you're creating a supremacist uh supremacist superiority type uh authoritarianism totalitarianism uh which is causing the battle causing the struggle causing the depression causing the confusion when it's really as simple as honey rice water fungus fruit trees dirt that's that's where it all that's where it is that's the garden of eden it's not some thought pattern it's not some some thing to to need a theologian to explain some metaphor of yeah there's layers to the story but it's really just about the garden and the cdc is the 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 entity in the way of that. The CDC is the opposite of that. Bill Gates is the opposite of that. And therefore the conflict and therefore the arm being twisted behind our back because it's actually so simple. And that's why we're given all the other thought garbage like astrology and I mean, yoga. Yoga is not going to lead to enlightenment. Go to a yoga class and how many Mercedes and BMWs and Lexuses and Teslas are in the parking lot at that expensive yoga class with all these like very healthy looking uh, yoga wives, but they're all vaxxed and masked. And they're all the wives of the, of the evil controlling class doing the dirty work to keep us all deceived. That's yoga today. It's really not going to lead to enlightenment. It's just exercise with a fancy name on it. The reality, 
pretty simple. It's just rooted in the dirt piece. I suggest to be a Christian. Why did Christ have? What was he here? If you're calling yourself a Christian, what was he doing? He was flipping over money changers ta- tables. He, he came here to bring peace on earth and goodwill towards men. Peace on earth and goodwill towards men. And God wants heaven. God wants heaven on earth. And heaven is not about the center for disease control. That's hell. God doesn't want Bill Gates to be the, the, the um, landlord. There's no Bill Gates in that story of uh, the Garden of Eden. In fact, Bill Gates represents the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Every time he talks, he's all about the knowledge. That's the evil tree. Truth is different than knowledge. Truth, truth is love. When you bite into that juicy, mitochondria, mycelium-rich cherry or plum or apple or blueberry, that's just, that's just being sensitive to the fact of life. And that's the reality. That's the reality. Delusion is when the belief system doesn't match reality. So you can go to a yoga class and see all these BMWs and Lexuses and, and Teslas, but an idiot can stand on their head. An idiot can bend and touch their toes. An idiot can do downward dog. Any idiot can do yoga. It's not the path to enlightenment. You know. The formula, none of those formulas, you know, the yoga, the meditation, the astrology, the mask, the vaccine, all of those formulas, and then all the organizations with their three-letter words being sycophantic to each other. The CDC, the WHO, the REI, the NPR, they're all just in a circular, pedestalized sycophantism of just licking each other's butts. And then all the ladies in the yoga class they're, they're, they probably either work within those organizations or they're profiting from those organizations and they're the ones spreading the deception, which is so tragic. And when I say to be a Christian, bring peace on earth, truth, truth and peace, goodwill towards men, I have goodwill towards those people, but I also have to flip over their tables, you know, and I'm not doing that as myself. Uh, I'm not, I'm not doing that as myself and it might sound, uh, it might sound aggressive. It's not aggressive. It's very peaceful. It just starts in the heart with truth, with the soil, with the dirt. Are you a landlord? Are you part of the neo-feudalism? Are you an extension of Bill Gates? Or are you, uh, are you sort of more like the, the one in the cave you know, in little Billy's head, when mommy convinced Billy to take the Adderall, are you the one in the cave of Billy's head gaining strength in numbers? You're the little mycelium growing there in the dark to just effortlessly give nutrients and peace and juiciness everywhere you go. Which one? Which one? 
to reach out, find me at www.patreon.com slash cracked liberty. It's like the Cracked Liberty Bell, but it's just Cracked Liberty. That's www.patreon.com slash cracked liberty. Peace and love, blessings, goodwill towards everybody.